0: 127 left, wait, Runway three, four, left. Three, four, left. Line up and wait. Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard
1: unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Steve, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well, Mark. Doing great. Fantastic. Good to have you back here with me. We are in the middle of December now. This is going to be uh, actually this is our final podcast of 2019. My how time flies, huh?
1: It does. This year just kind of flew by.
0: I know, exactly. So this is going to be around the 19th this is going to hit. We're taping it a little bit before that, but uh, it's going to be the final one of uh, 2019. So uh, when we, we do our, our, our future show, we'll be in the 2020. And man, that sounds weird. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does, man. i tell you what. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting year as well. But anyway, at the time of this podcast taping, we're going to get into a couple things today. We are going to touch on, um, uh, I think it's going to get, kind of keep it simple. We're just going to talk about. Some excuses that we tend to make um, that we all kind of say things in life in general. You know, Steve, everybody can come up with a justification as to why they you know, didn't do this or didn't do that. So I've got a couple basic ones here that we kind of hear in the financial services world and, and some things that maybe keep us from retiring. And, and it's not like the normal, oh, I'm worried about not having money. It's a, that's in there, too, but there's some other things, too. So it should be pretty fun. So stick around for that. But before we do, I wanted to ask you real fast. Now, I know this made the news a little while back, but there's been some more talk about the fact that um, the president, for example, has claimed Florida as his state of residence instead of New York, and it's probably for tax reasons. Do you see that or get that from clients where you're at? Do you have people who do the snowbird thing or uh, have two homes or think about moving, moving someplace else because the taxes are lower?
1: I, actually, I do. Okay. I've had a number who've moved to Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple have moved to Florida because they don't have any state income tax. Right. So, yes, it, it does occur, not as much as you think, but interesting when, when I saw that come up, and actually, just today I was reading an article. And what the IRS is going to start doing is what they call residency audits, where they're really going to kind of clamp down on are you really living in that state? Or did you just get a P.O. box or a, an address at a UPS store? Right, right. Uh, and say that is where we live. Because really, all you need to do, as I understand it, is basically. Get an address, change your voting registration, and have uh, some—I think—some type of billing happening into that particular state in order for you to to claim it as your state. And then you have to be there, I believe, six months out of the year. So it is occurring. I don't think it's occurring as much from Kansas, where I am, but from higher tax states, it's a huge issue. Uh, People going from New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Illinois. California, those states where they have high uh, state income tax, property taxes, are leaving those areas to go down to Texas and they're going to Hmm. Florida. Some are even going to Nashville uh, in Tennessee because they don't have any state income tax. So it is an issue. But with whatever happens when a lot of people start doing that, they will start to do some, as they call, residency audits.
0: Yeah, they find the loopholes and they'll close them, won't they?
1: Oh, they will. Yeah. they will. They will. They will do something to make it where you're going to have to pay some type of tax. Yeah, and uh, I think California has some kind of odd rules on that because there's a lot of people who who go to California but are not California residents. They rent and all that kind of stuff. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Yeah. But because uh, you have states are increasing their yeah. uh, need for for revenue. Right. Right. Um, and they're raising taxes and people are just saying, we're just not paying it.
0: Yeah. Now, and cause you have clients in, in a lot of different States, not just here uh, in the Kansas city area, right? Oh, that's correct. Yeah, I have exactly. some in
1: Texas, Florida, Virginia, Missouri, Iowa, Iowa, all that uh, stuff.
0: Yeah, California. I've got oh, them all yeah. over. Wow. So yeah, I mean, so it, it can be a factor that some people think about. So if it is something that you're pondering, make sure you're talking with your advisor uh, before you just up and decide to move. And, and, and hopefully it's been part of your plan all along. But if not, uh, make sure you are sharing that with your advisor. And of course, you can always share that with Steve. If you've got some questions, let him know. Uh, he he will certainly be happy to chat with you about those. And all right, let's turn our attention now to our main topic this week. And like I said, let's talk about some excuses that maybe keep us from retiring and sometimes people will say um, that they don't want to retire, and they they actually mean it, you know. And and that's very good. And sometimes it's just a defense mechanism. And so we're going to go over a couple of things here, and we're going to start with a nice positive one, Steve. And that's for people that just say, "I love my job, I love my career." Do you like? I mean, and if you do, will you the final five or you know ten years of of your working life? I think as we get older, we start to uh, what does they say the the rose uh, the blooms off the rose <laughs> at some point.
1: Yeah. And I think when people say that and people do say, I I just love what I do, I'm doing. That's great. But you need to build in some type of contingency plan because as you know, as we get older, things happen. Right. Health's going to change. Yeah. yeah. And whether it's yourself or your spouse, your significant other, you know, you may have to take time off. What you don't want to be is so tied to have to keep your job. Right. Yeah. That makes sense that you have some option that you can say, you know what? regulatory things have come up and I've just had it. I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. The the health of my spouse has come up and I just can't do both. So you can do that and say that you you love your career, but you need to build in some type of plan into that, that if something doesn't happen, we can always jump off and and not have to go to work anymore.
0: Yeah. Kind of an escape hatch. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know,
1: just keep it going, but that's fine. But understand as you get older, things happen.
0: Yeah, no, I like Uh, the idea about changing in the industry. I hadn't really thought about that. Maybe you've been doing the job for 20 or 30 years and uh, some things have happened and and it's going to be totally different. And you don't really want to learn new processes or new protocols or, you know, something. Not that you can't, but maybe you're just thinking that I'm at that point where do I really want to, you know, feel like I'm doing all this over again or something like that. So a lot of different things, not necessarily just uh, a health standpoint, but that's certainly a good one as well. So, yeah, yeah, just a
1: variety of different things. We, We find that in our career in our business. I mean, Oh, there's always changes. Yeah, The the compliance issues that we have to keep dealing with and all these other rules that keep coming up. I know of some older advisors like my, you know, that, that are just saying, you know what? I'm not not doing it anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I
1: just can't, I'm just not going to do it. And they have a, you know they just sell off and go away.
0: Yeah, I think there's been a real change actually in the industry with a lot because for a while there the um, the majority of advisors uh, were older. And so they were kind of there was kind of a, some concern in the industry about a younger wave of people hopefully getting into the industry and coming in. To uh, continue on, so yeah, that's a good point. Uh, very good point. All right, so how about this one? The excuse that we, and I, and I think I would definitely be guilty of this one. I'm not. I'm not there yet, but I'd just be bored, Steve, if I was retired. <laughs> that's a pretty good one.
1: It is, and and I can tell you from experience with other clients that have retired, a lot of times, well, on, on some clients, they just get to a point kind of where they're just like. I just can't deal with it anymore. I can't deal with the political issues inside the office. I just, you know, the demands of my time are just getting out of whack. Right. And I'm going to retire. Sure. And they just retire. And they don't have a plan. They'll
0: retire to something.
1: Yeah, they just retire and think they're going to go start volunteering for everything. And then they find out if they volunteer for this, then they end up working more hours than they were (laughs) when they were getting paid.
0: Or I'm going to build the deck or the gazebo or something. Yeah, or play golf
1: every day. Well, you know, you can play it for so long. You can do certain things. But yeah, you would probably get bored. But if you have a plan of what you want to do, then at least you have something to keep you away from saying, I'm just going to get bored. Yeah. You have to have a plan,
0: yeah. Because there's no longer retirement. It's not sitting on the front porch whittling. You know, I mean, if you want to sit on the front porch and whittle, hey, go ahead, uh, right? But like nowadays, we're we're living healthier, we're living longer, clearly, and so I, I think that's maybe a good way of putting it. Retiring to something can be highly beneficial because you're not just retiring away from maybe the job that you've been doing forever and you're just hired or whatever the case is, but you actually have something that you're going to. In. Exactly.
1: I, I've i got a number of clients. They had high stress level jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They both are now finally retired and they travel and they love to travel. They love to do hobbies on their travel and they have friends all over the country. So they, they're not bored, but they had this plan, which we right. talked about beforehand. Of what are you going to do? We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And they've done it.
0: Well, good. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's the way you want to do it. You want to have those conversations. You want to be formulating that plan and working with your advisor. And Steve, you've been doing this for more than 20 years. So you obviously you've seen a lot of these. You've seen the I love my careers. You've seen the I don't want to be bored kind of thing. And and clearly the the big one is always, well, I don't you know, I don't have enough money to retire. So I just I'm just not going to. I'm just going to work until I drop because I don't have enough. And that falls back to the whole planning thing, too. Do you know you don't have enough? Are you just guessing? I think
1: sometimes people guess they've never really put numbers to it. Right. And until you actually sit down and actually run some numbers, you may not know. Now, obviously, if you're, you have a lifestyle of a hundred and some thousand dollars a year and you have $200,000 saved, you don't have enough money. Sometimes mathematics comes into play that it is just not going to work. But sometimes you have to look at the numbers realistically and get some specific numbers. And once you have that, then you can make an informed decision. And then decide, well, maybe if I work two more years, sock away this amount of money, I'll be able to do it and we'll have enough money to retire. Yeah.
0: Well, I think a lot of us, Steve, don't. we have kind of a collection of stuff, right? A lot of times when we come to sit down with someone like yourself to get your retirement edge process to come in and talk about these things, we kind of say, well, here, we have a collection of stuff. So does this stuff mean that I can retire, right? So they hand you a 401k and they hand you maybe a rental property or, right? It's just a lot of things. and, And sometimes we feel like that's a retirement plan, but it really isn't. It's a collection of stuff. You have to then take it and turn it into a retirement plan. Exactly.
1: Because you have to take what you've accumulated into income because that's all retirement is. Retirement planning is income. How am I going to get enough income to maintain my lifestyle? And you can have a lot of stuff out there. You can actually have a lot of stuff that's, quote, in good growth stock mutual funds, as one of our favorite people on the radio always says. Um, (laughs) But that's not going to generate income for you. You're depending upon growth in that stock mutual fund. Right to maintain your lifestyle. And sometimes that doesn't happen. So what you need to do is take all your stuff, look at how you're gonna turn that stuff into predictable, reliable income.
0: Absolutely. agree with you 100%. And that's, uh, you know, that's really going to bring us to our last piece here on just some excuses that sometimes we make or say to keep from uh, thinking about getting into the retirement uh, arena. And this last one is kind of in that same line. You, you'll, instead of saying, I don't have enough money, you'll hear people say, well, I'm just not confident to I don't have any confidence that my portfolio or the plan or even my advisor is going to uh, you know, get me to the finish line, so to speak. And I just can't walk away from work right now.
1: And again, that comes down to mathematics. You have to run the numbers and look and see what you've saved is going to generate enough income for you. It's all mathematics at this point. And if you've never had that done, you need to have it done. Because I tell people all the time, everything boils down to math. Again, as my example before, if you want to live off $100,000 a year, you got $30,000 coming in from guaranteed income from your social security. We got to make up $70,000 a year. Well, if you've saved $200,000, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to live on $100,000 a year. So mathematics comes into play, but also just running those numbers so that math will show you whether or not you have it or not
0: well I think also working with someone who can explain and has a has a good clear outline for what it is that you're trying to accomplish what it is that you're having your money do for you and all those kinds of things um, because I think that's where confidence can come in too so you know playing devil's advocate let's assume the money is there in some people a lot of people you know do have the money there Steve but they still don't have the confidence and I think it's because they they feel like they can't spend it they're afraid that they do spend it they'll run out before they get you know well uh, what if we live to 95 or something like that so I think working with with the right advisor, who can you know really kind of shore those uh, feelings up and help you feel as though you can spend you know your money confidently through retirement. You've set aside something for legacy, if that's what you want. You've set aside you know buckets, if you will, for those for travel and home repairs or upgrades and yada yada yada. All that kind of factors into building that confidence.
1: It does, and one of the things that that people have to understand: most advisors out there are what I would call accumulating advisors. In other words, they're hired or fired based upon how well or how much their client's portfolios have gone up. And their sole focus is accumulation. You know, it's got to grow. It's got to get bigger. Right. Otherwise, the client's going to fire me.
0: And that's fine when you're 40, 45. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But- at some
1: point, you have to work with somebody who's an income advisor. And that's what I specialize in is how do you then take what you've accumulated and generate income? Yeah. Here's the example I give real quick is think of Mount Everest. Most people know about Mount Everest. Sure. And but most people don't know this. More people die descending Mount Everest than ascending it. Right. Coming down. And yep. Yeah. And ascending is basically saving for retirement. It's If you put money away, you put it into certain investments and you just keep doing it consistently and you know where you're going, you're not going to fail. So when people are walking up the mountain, they can kind of see where they're going. They know where they're going and sometimes they have to take a step back. That's fine. Then they can kind of keep going up. But once they hit that summit, for most people who go there, that's the first and only time they're ever going to get to the summit of Mount Everest. Then it's going down, which right. they've never done before.
0: Yep. That's retirement day. And then you're doing that's preservation. Right. You've yep.
1: never done that. You've never had to take your money you've saved and turn it into your own paycheck. And that's where people get tripped up. And if they've not done the numbers beforehand, I can see where you're going to have some angst because you just <laughs> really don't know if you have enough money. Yeah. again, it kind of goes back. You don't know what you don't know.
0: Very true. Very true. And yeah, so preservation and distribution is that descent down off the mountain, if you will. And that's what working with a, a retirement advisor, uh, some a financial coach, somebody like Steve Hoover is going to help with. And I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. We're going to wrap up our 2020 by saying, again, folks, as always, if you hear something on the show that piques your interest, or you feel like you're going to take some action on something, always check with a qualified professional beforehand, not just this show, anything you happen to hear, because uh, they're talking, in generalities just like we are, and you have to make sure that it's you know the right situation for your specific uh, financial endeavors. So make sure you reach out to Steve. Give him a call if you've got some questions at 913-685-3207 here in the Kansas City area. 913-685-3207. Of course, as we established earlier, Steve's got clients all over the place. So if you're catching this uh, podcast somewhere on the web and you want to reach out to him, that's okay. Give him a call. He'll be happy to chat with you. And as always, you can find and subscribe to the podcast on uh, google or apple or spotify and you can go to wealthpartnerskc.com that's steve's website that's wealthpartnerskc.com and you'll find the podcast page there you can give us a subscribe and all that fun stuff and get past episodes future episodes and the like and with steve i'm gonna, I'm gonna say thanks for your time as always and a great show this week i appreciate it and enjoy the remainder of 2019 Uh, Same to you, Mark. Thanks. Absolutely. And when I talk to you next, it will be 2020. So we'll see you on the flip side here on the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover of Wealth Partners Corporation.